The Drive Show with Peter Vlahos. Toolmark, your complete tool centre. Proudly WA owned and operated for over 40 years. Yes, a very good evening, everyone. Welcome to Drive with Peter Vlahos. All thanks, as you heard, to Toolmark, the complete tool centre. And it is Monday, and this weekend we are back to a full fixture. And we're going to talk about how exciting this round of football will be, round 15, with uh, it all commences Thursday night when Melbourne takes on Brisbane second against first. And as we know, Carlton take on Fremantle on Saturday afternoon. That's fifth against third. And there really is a series of uh, terrific matches this weekend. And it was terrific to see the West Coast Eagles. Firstly, the big 1992 reunion. Great to rub shoulders with uh, some of the greats in uh, West Coast Eagles folklore that were paraded before the game against Geelong on Saturday afternoon. And the present-day West Coast Eagles side certainly put on a very spirited display against the Fort Moore highly fancied Geelong on Saturday afternoon. We will discuss that and discuss so much more between now and 6 o'clock. And, of course, you can join us anytime on the Temper of Bedshed text line 0487 736 736 or the Scarborough Toyota Open Line 13 12 55. Kim Hagdorn, good afternoon to yeah, you. G'day, Peter. Hello to you and everyone. Just a quick question to you and perhaps everybody. Do you think the presence of that 1992 bunch of West Coast Eagles premiership players and the celebration that went Thursday evening, a cocktail function at the at, out at uh, Lathlane Park, a big luncheon on the Friday at mm. Crown, and then quite a presence and a well... Uh, documented and, and evident presence around the West Coast Eagles change rooms and then their entry onto the ground, the lap of honour for the players before the game, how much the West Coast Eagles players of today perhaps picked up on that hype and emotion because they certainly started from the opening moments, a far mm. different looking West Coast Eagles outfit than the previous uh, 13 weeks of the season. I know they were coming off a bye and whether they'd refreshed and everything, but I just did wonder at the time, Gee, has this celebration of such a wonderful occasion had some effect on the current West Coast Eagles players? It would have to have had some, particularly with the senior players, yeah. you know, the likes of Kennedy and Hearn and Shuey that are so such proud men and they've had a gutful of how the last three months had gone possibly to think, well, let's have a crack here, boys, and that spread through to the others. And some of the little tactical moves I think showed, uh, I don't care if this sounds harsh on Adam Simpson, because I have been and will continue to be. But it looked as though Adam Simpson and or his staff had done a bit more in readiness to try to prevent coming out of the bye at home again on such a big occasion, getting belted by Geelong. Yeah. You know, some of the defensive moves, Yo to halfback, Waterman into a, a defensive forward move. There were a few others as well. I just wonder if there'd been a lot of homework and preparation. And then the emotion spread onto the ground. And once you get a positive start in any sport, I mean, you've done it as a batsman, as a cricketer, a bowler, basketball, a netballer. Once things are going, okay, you feel good about yourself and it can continue. Yeah, you might finish up having a win on occasions where you don't expect it, but you certainly have a good day and that's what West Coast had. On the back of that, I have to declare, I think they'll be this and this this Friday night. Yeah. And I think West Coast have the capacity to cause some nuisance. They can be nuisance value as the season unfolds. Particularly here at Optus Stadium. Uh, good call. However, <laughs> however, oh, I don't like to read this statistic, Peter. They have now lost. Uh, it's their worst start in history. That's been well documented. 
but they've now lost 11 of their last 12 at the stadium in Perth. They've lost their last nine yeah. at the stadium in Perth. So uh, is that going to be the case? I, I think perhaps so, because I also do believe that pretty soon, Pete, we're going to get some indication of when there's some send-off farewell occasions for the likes of Josh Kennedy, Shannon Hearn, and if anyone else is going to join that queue, like a Jack Redden, like a, a, a Jamie Cripps, is mm. that going to be the case with one or two others? But certainly we're going to see. So Richmond, uh, Essendon this week, nothing announced as yet, so probably not. Richmond away, Carlton at home, Hawthorne away, St Kilda at home, then Gold Coast away, Adelaide at home, Fremantle's home derby. It's mm. not West Coast, and then West Coast is on the road to Geelong. So there's not many games there where they're going to be able to win at home, Peter, and or farewell some greats. I think when you look at the game on Saturday and certainly calling it, uh, there certainly was. There was a nice feel about the game. I think for sure uh, the contribution from a soulful point of view, from a spiritual point of view, from getting motivated would have been used numerous times by Adam Simpson and people around the playing group. You can't be embarrassed today. And I, th- I thought they played well. At one stage, it looked damning when it was six goals to two in the second term. And then all of a sudden, the Eagles kicked four unanswered goals yeah. to be dead level at halftime. I thought to myself, six goals to two. There was real momentum with Geelong. And Geelong seemed pretty comfortable. And I thought, here we go. Could it be the start of what could be a downfall after halftime? But credit where credit's due, they rallied. And it was dead level at halftime. And they actually hit the front for a moment in the third term. Mm. But I think Geelong, on the other hand, were never going to lose that game. It was more about the West Coast Eagles challenging him. I thought they had it under control. And it was just a matter of saying, let's just get the four points here. Let's make sure we've got some big games coming forward, Geelong. We pinch the four points and we go back and reset for round 15 onwards. And they often say round 15 is the start of the run home to the finals. This is now the most important period of the season. For the West Coast, it is too, because they need to maybe pick up some victories and get a bit of momentum heading into the end of the season and a bit of faith in what they've got. Well, and I also think there are players who will play for their careers. Some of them have been around the club for six, seven, eight seasons. And clearly the coach has to show if he's going to be the coach. He keeps saying it, Adam Simpson. Trevor Nisbet has said it. Russell Gibbs has said it. Board members are saying it behind the scenes that Adam Simpson is the man for the future. If that's the case, what does the rest of the season look like in terms of some experimenting, in terms of personnel, to play some different positions, for instance? And we've seen that with Elliot Yo. Does he continue mm. back there? You know, He do, was good. Do you continue to play Rhett Bazo? I think you have to. On yes. promise, he played on Jeremy Cameron. For gosh sake. And I didn't think he did a bad job. Cameron's mm. always dangerous and lurking. The kid, I think he probably squared him for the rest of the match. Then also there's the there's the Jake Waterman role as a defensive forward. Well, Jake Waterman can play other roles. Let's see him do a bit of rucking. Let's see if you can't go with two Ruckman, for instance, if you want to back up Ruckman to Nick Natanui as well as uh, 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 Jamison or even Williams, Play a, a Jake Waterman as a backup ruckman. Send Jack Darling to a halfback flank or a back pocket. Fiddle with the team, but more importantly, get the young personnel in there and see whether they can play into 2023 and 24 and 25. See what they offer, as well as the coach coming up with some tricks to make us think, well, I can see that they're doing some things for the future. One of them is going to be around the key defensive position. Jeremy McGovern now misses games. He'll miss several, I reckon, because if he's still in hospital, 
I believe he was still in the hospital this afternoon. Wow, that that's mm. not a, that's 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 potentially even some lung damage. So let's not guess though. It's a no. bad injury, but he'll be out for several weeks. You'd think. So Bazo plays. Get Josh Rotham back into the twenty-two. And I believe be, you played well in the waffle. Yeah, as a key defender. Get him back in. Let's find out if Josh Josh Rotham is going to stay at the club. Now Josh has been around for a while. I mean, he's twenty-four. He's played forty-one games. But he's been around for six seasons, five seasons. He only played four games in 2019, 10 in 220, 19 games in 221, and this year just the eight games so far. This eight games so far this season for Josh Rotham is in three stints. So they have to start to, to show whether these guys can stay. Rotham's contracted for next year. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think he's got two more years. But some of these boys need to think, well, am I part of your future? Am I going to play in the 18 every week or be part of a seven-man defensive rotation or part of a seven-man forward rotation? Or do I need to look elsewhere, which could help them with their rebuild as well? If you're a contracted player, you'd have to go somewhere as part of a trade, wouldn't you? So I I think they're the sorts of things that we will see out of West Coast. A lot of experimentation. We need to see players playing for their futures and coaches coaching now, for the sake of what we're going to see into the future. I'll tell you what I saw on the weekend, that I was I could see what the value of this player is. He's 29 years of age. He played a couple hundred games, I think, with GWS, Jeremy Cameron. Now, what I saw with Jeremy Cameron on the weekend, I thought, why can't maybe the likes of Jack Darling, who's a similar age, when the ball hit the ground, Cameron had the ability, and there was one classic example. He was pinned up against the boundary line on the far side, He's dropped the mark. He's regained possession. He's wielded onto the left boot, and he's hit a the old bullet pass to a player that was sitting probably thirty meters out from goal. Yeah, he, he was just nimble, and yeah. he had the ability with his left foot to be so deft to hit targets. Like he would have been involved. It's like a bullet to his he, he would have been involved in two or three assists. Yeah. he yeah. wasn't just there to kick goals. He was there to create as well. And I thought. He was he was brilliant in that in that sort of uh, area, Jeremy Cameron. Look, you, why can't Jack Darling do it? He's not good enough. Yeah, and and I hark back to why Jack Darling, or the fact that he has been so heavily lauded in Western Australia for the last decade, he can't do a heck of a lot of things. He was he was their worst player on Saturday, and he went back to waving, kick the ball to me, kick the Standing ball to still. me, rather than not yeah. leading. But I also blame the lack of um, flexibility development with even a Jack Darling as, as now the example we're talking about. Yeah. Why hasn't he been made to develop those skills? Why hasn't he been used in different positions when he's been really deplorably poor in matches instead of just waiting and waiting and waiting for him to play, you know, as he so often does, 10 minutes of not bad footy? Uh, my answer to that question, Peter, he's not, as, he's not nearly as good or as nimble or as capable. He's not as versatile as Jeremy Cameron, but he hasn't been encouraged to be. Yeah. And perhaps because a lot of the time that he's been in the peak of his career, 2014, they didn't make the eight. 2015, they played in a grand final. He didn't have a good grand final. He didn't have a good grand final, Jack Darling. That's where he dropped that mark, wasn't it? 2000. That was no, that was the 218. That was the winning grand final. Mm. That was the and and also a drop in the 215, I think as well, yeah. Peter. Um, so the peak of his career hasn't been that heavy, that strong. He's had some poor years, but he's been around for a long time, and the coach has put up with it. And, and uh, you spoke about Geelong uh, on Thursday, and as I said, there was some. They were good, but well done to the West Coast Eagles. They were very good to get to and challenge Geelong for some parts of that game. Uh, 0487 736 736. That's a temperate bedshed text line. 
And Lisa's given us a call on the Scarborough Toyota open line. 13 12 55. Come and join us. It's open. And Lisa's opening the batting. Hey, Lisa. Hi, Peter. Hi, Kim. Hello, Hope Lisa. you're both going well and had a good weekend. Thank you. Yep. Um, just quickly just quickly on Jerry McGovern. I've just heard not long ago that um, they've actually inserted a plate Ooh. into Jerry McGovern. So I don't think he will be playing at all this year. Mm. So that's a pl- so that so you're suggesting there uh, with no great medical expertise, unfortunately having experienced a bit of medical expertise <laughs> in the last year, fourteen months, um, that would suggest that uh, it's it is a break in a rib, and then a plate to help yeah, the I'd, healing. Yeah, I'd say so, Haggard. Uh, yeah, no, so thanks, I, I can't see Jerry McGovern, Jerry McGovern coming back in at all this year. And um, Haggard, I can remember years ago when when I used to listen to you with Bob Mormel and you mm-hmm. used to. Um, that was that was good radio. That was on Sunday mornings. <laughs> that was fabulous, wasn't it? That was excellent. Uh, and <laughs> all right, Lisa. And, um, and we've thrown her. And, we've thrown her. And you have, yeah, you have actually. <laughs> and you used to have a fair bit to say about Jack Darling back then, but Bob Mormon wouldn't have it. And here we are, years down the track, and you're on the on the same path. So, you know, I, I think you're right with Jack in a lot of ways. He doesn't sort of um, go above and beyond to, um, you know, sort of excel out, out on the field. But I think that's just Jack, and I don't think he, he's going to change. So, nah. and, and, and just on the Eagles, too, I was very impressed with them on the weekend, and, and especially with young Rhett Bazo. I reckon, I reckon he, he kept his own on, on Jeremy Cameron mm. And, mm. Um, and, and Tommy. And um, also, too, I think we'll find that um, uh, Yoey will be on the halfback for the rest of the season. He did a fabulous job back there. Yeah. Well, he might as well. The other Good thing, on thanks, you, Lisa. Thanks yeah. for the call. And just in closing, and we've got, I, I want to talk about Fremantle, too, because again, I think Fremantle will beat Carlton this week. I, I'm convinced West Coast will beat mm. Essendon. I think. Carlton, Where are they playing? Are they playing that's at Marvel? Under the roof, yeah. yeah, so, yeah. And that, that kicks off Saturday. How's Saturday? Carlton and Fremantle, 11.45 our time. Yeah. Geelong and Richmond. From the MCG at up us two hour time, and then Sydney and St Kilda, and both of the both of them aren't they having some some staggers? I thought mm. St Kilda were, were deplorable the other yeah. night. It was 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 it was impossible to remind yourself that St Kilda could be in the top four if they won tonight. They were terrible. That that was just an unforgivable game. And I thought I jotted down a few things that I wanted to talk about during the course of this weekend. St Kilda cannot possibly be even considered seriously. A top six contender. I think they'll slip out. Probably even slip out of the eight, Peter. Wow. They, they make way for the likes of Collingwood and the Bulldogs, and heaven forbid, maybe even Port. I still think Port are one game yeah. too far back. Yeah, exactly. I was just saying they're two games out of the eight yeah. at the moment, and they've got some difficult ones to come. I, I don't think they're going to make that. Just I don't think they're going to. I don't think they can make it up. But I, on St Kilda, before I forget, Callum Wilkie, Josh Battle, Dougal Howard. They're their three key defenders. How are they going to stop the big monsters at the front end of the premiership contenders? They're just not. So yeah. St Kilda, St Kilda are probably shot. And they've got a pretty tough run. I looked at it as well when I was thinking the other night. Just how, how bad is St Kilda going? Now, it's Sydney, Carlton, Fremantle, Bulldogs. They then play West Coast, but they might be shot by then. That's way. West Coast might get them. Hawthorne, Geelong, Brisbane, Sydney, they finish with. They're in all sorts of trouble, St Kilda. Yeah, they shouldn't have dropped that one. Uh, just before we go to the break, in fact, Graham, we'll quickly get your SMS here. Boys, it's time to move on from Josh Rotham. Already 24 years old, 
and has not shown enough. His decision-making with the ball is not AFL standard, and he gives away a free kick in every one-on-one contest. He is in, not just in the AFL, but for the Waffle Eagles too. Now, Graham, the only thing, and I said this a little while ago, when he first broke into the Eagles' side, I thought he was going to become quite a, a useful defender. He was pretty sure they picked him because he had a bit of height, uh, he certainly was, I thought, he hit targets with his football. But because he's been a yo-yo in recent times, I reckon he's second-guessing. He doesn't know whether he's in or whether he's out. His confidence is shot. And I just think that's contributed to what we've seen in recent times when he's come back and played for the Eagles. Couldn't agree more. And I thought when he went on the ground when Jeremy McGovern came off with the back trouble three weeks ago... He looked like a sub that just didn't want to get out there. And that was reasonably early enough to think, well, I can have a bit of a shot. He then ridiculously got flown to Adelaide when on the Friday afternoon, Jeremy McGovern said again, my back's crook. Why they ever took Jeremy McGovern to Adelaide is beyond yeah. me. And then they didn't even play. He wasn't even in the, in the sub. He didn't even play in the 23. He sat and watched the game. He should have been back in Perth playing for the Eagles reserves team. He's been poorly handled. But I think one way or another, they've got to find out. He's in contract for 224. Do you want him or not? Play him a few games or tell him now you're finished and start looking around. Yeah, and when you're regarding that, of And there's course, a few others. I think Jackson Nelson's another one. Yeah, he played his 100th game on the weekend. Yeah, and that might be his last. And the other thing is Patrick Dangerfield, perhaps if it was a real big game, would have come, but no, they no. decided to rest him to yeah. fresh him up for this week against Richmond. We'll take a break, Hags. Come and join us on the Temperate Bedshed text line 0487 736 736 or the Scarborough Toyota open line 131255.